The Living Room Sessions, presented by CIMV Media. Got me searching for the pieces of my heart. It's been obliterated. In a house on fire. Try catching the cold. With some ripped up jeans and a V-neck flying low. Again. Welcome back to the Theatre Royal for the second part of the Living Room Sessions with Grant Dunwoody. If you do want to follow us on social media, you can do. You can find us on Facebook at the, the Living Room Sessions, and you'll find us on Instagram under something similar. <laughs> Ross, where's it? Living Room Sessions. That one. Yeah. So please follow us, and we'd love to have some reviews of uh, what you think, because we want to try and... And there's a website as well. Thanks. Um, Ross, what's the website address? I, I don't know. Uh, so the uh, yeah, livingroom.livingroomsessions is our Instagram and our website is www.cimvmedia.com. Are you writing this down? <laughs> We've got a YouTube channel. There's a YouTube channel as so well. Yeah. Just just nick nick the posters as you go out. The little flyers. It's yeah. on there. We've got we've got flyers for it. We might even get Grant to sign a couple with a pen. <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> Before we go any further. So we're going to start off with a wee tune. Okay. Uh, this one's called uh, Mama's Boy. And um, I, I love this song. It's a kind of... Um, we've, as a band, we've never finished it. Uh, it. It always keeps on evolving. It's kind of Americana sort of track. And I went and got this. I've never used one of these in years, so this could go terribly wrong. <laughs> I'm up for it. If you're... Is it wrong there's a part of me that hopes it does? Yeah, well, probably. Well, is this on, Ross, this guitar, is it? Or have I done so? Yeah. And 
So it was in that again. <laughs> that was good fun, that was good fun. So uh, this is the third living room session that we've done, right? And every time I promise myself I'm going to sit here, I'm going to be as professional as I possibly can be, which isn't very professional if I'm honest, and I'm not going to fanboy, but Fergus caught it, right? When he hit the high note and I had that whole... <laughs> and the worst part is that this is filmed. So on film, they'll have me making that face, which is fantastic and, and lovely. But see, when you started, and you started all with, oh, Lord, and you said it was going to be Americana, straight away in my head, I went to, oh, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? <laughs> yeah, just the way it went, I had the whole, yeah, we're going to go that way with it. That's <laughs> it's interesting. Okay, so in the, the, the first half, we... we we talked about your beginnings and to where you are now in your personal life and the haggis and the yas and things like that. But once all of that kind of moved on and you moved on from uh, Big Burn Supper, you created a drama group for children of different ages um, under the name of We Moosey. Mm -hmm. yep. And it's been a tremendous success. Yeah. Which is annoying. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's, no, it's great, it is great. But you know, you, you, you do have this habit of being very success successful and it's annoying. Thanks, man, thanks you're welcome. very much. No, you're welcome, no, honestly, it's, it's been phenomenal and we're very, very lucky to house you here yeah. at the theatre for, for all your drama classes. So where, in the midst of everything that was going on, one, did you get the name from? And two, the idea and where you've gone with it now? Because, it, I mean, it's got a very, Firm foundation now. Yep, it was. Um, <clears throat> um, this goes back to when. Uh, this goes back to after talking about doing my own music, and, and I, th I thought, well, if I, it's got to kind of. I wanted to get away from the cover game, so I thought I need to kind of make it. It's got to be nice for the family, you know what I mean, as well. So I thought if I, I need to have other things to do, you know. So I thought if I stop the cover game, I need to have other things going on. And um, I remember speaking to Beth about it. I said, I'm going to start a, a drama group. I think I'm going to teach. And I had no idea, actually, if I was going to really enjoy it. You know, it was, it was kind of thing. So I put on a summer program, uh, and we had, like, eight kids that came to that. And then we decided to do Wee Moosey. I was like, what am I going to call it? I was reading, I was reading to a moose, Robbie Burns. So it was called Wee Moosey. And um, uh, I've got a couple of students in tonight. They're older students now, do you know what I mean? They're, they're older. But they, they've been with me for like seven years. Uh, you know, I've known them since a That's wee, why we we'll try to keep the language as clean as we possibly yeah, can. Yeah. <laughs> Their parents know. <laughs> uh, so it's a thing. So it's a, it's a great wee group. I, I, I've, bloody, I love it. You know, I love teaching kids. I love having, it's good fun and you, you get a lot out of it and you watch them grow. Um, with their confidence and you kind of understand that it gave me a different understanding to what um, drama and, and learning it was all about. I, I took a completely different take on it when I started teaching it. Um, it it's, it's not really about career. I think it's about being able to stand in front of people and socialize and, and have something, you, you know, whether it's an instrument or whether it's drama and being, you know, I think that's what's great about drama and I think it should be, it should be explored all the time, you know, because uh, I watch these kids grow all the time with this this confidence, and uh, it's great to do. See, that's that's the thing I was I was going to allude to there. You're not just taking these kids and teaching them how to act and how to perform. No, you're you're giving these kids the self confidence to move on in life. 
and I'd, I'd virtually attempt anything they want to do because life is very, very difficult for very, very for most of the people now, mm. especially kids, everything we've gone through. But I think that drama, especially clubs like We Moosey, are so important because mm. you're taking these kids, you're not molding them in any shape, you're just teaching them how to be a really good version of them with the confidence Th to move on. That's the first thing. I, I don't even... <clears throat> stage dynamics and, and, and getting kids on stage and stage, that's all technicality. And I can do that. Yeah. You know, you can, you can inspire characters and stuff, but... It's all that, and it, it, it's hard, and it's hard. I've noticed it gets hard as they get into teenage years because there's a social pressure, and there, there always has been a social pressure, I think, through everybody's life in teenage years. But with this added social media pressure as well, it's very difficult. And uh, uh, some kids have came and, and felt very belittled by everything. So I try to remind them that they're, they're worth everything that they are, that you see, all the time. That's the, that's the one thing. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> Um, just, just remind them. Just remind them that that's yeah. that they're they're good enough, you know, and, and 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 what they do, and you might as well give things a go, and 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 it's um, uh, so yeah, I, I love doing it. And I think we're very lucky in this town as well because we have so much artistry in this town, be it music, be it drama, be it art itself, poetry, whatever. And I think the kids in this, and not just in this town, in this region, are very lucky that they've got people that they can look to for that because we're a very progressive region for pushing culture forward, I think. Mm, and I got very upset, and I've said this before, and this is my bugbear in life, and I keep mentioning it, that I was very, very upset when the, um, the council chose to call us the education town. Oh, mm. I didn't agree with that. I didn't. Because when you see the art and culture that's available, the length and breadth of Dumfries and Galloway, we should be the region of culture because from Langham through to Stranraer, it is just amazing. Mm. You know, and we're so lucky to have that. And we have artists like yourself and Cami as well, you know, that just just show, us, show the rest of Scotland how good our little region is. And it is a great region. It yeah, is, it's a great region. And the kids have got something to learn from that as well. Yeah, for sure. So we moved <clears> on from We Moosey, which you're still doing today, which is going even stronger than ever. We've got about... Uh, 55 students or something, or 60 students. So we've got like a musical theatre group on a Monday and we do drama on Wednesdays and, and Thursdays nights. Like Craig David, settle down. Eh? Yeah, Craig David. What is it? You've got a musical group on oh, a Monday. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a well, on a Tuesday. it's because I don't cram the classes because it loses its yeah. quality. So I, I keep it to a certain number and, and you can teach better, I think. So, um, Aye, so, so it goes on through the week, and it gets harder though because then you've, if you've got three casts, we've discovered we've done Alice in Wonderland, having fun. three different casts doing two shows, it's, it, it is a, it's hard work because you're you're redoing your show every time you go on, you know, uh, not so much for the seniors. The seniors are, are they they just do their, their thing and they're great, but you've got to kind of totally work the whole thing out. Yeah. Hmm. So while you're doing Wee Moosey and you are. You're coming back in because you started doing some stuff on Facebook with just yourself, just mm. songs that you've been written. You'd be sitting at the the piano or at the guitar, yeah. and you'd say, "You know what? I've just done this. Do you want to hear it?" Mm. And you and you did it. And then you had a, a a creation that didn't last too long. And I think there's you'll probably tell us <laughs> the reasons for this. Uh, um, oh no! But there were, no, <laughs> okay. no, go on, go mean, on, it, don't, it, bring it, it on, bring it on. It's, um, <laughs> He's go on, this is fine. This is fine. Sons of Flynn. <laughs> Okay. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, you have a good look. 
we're going down an untamed road here, by the way, but this is what the point is. So we had Sons of Flynn, and it was a very, I mean, it was, there was a lot of work putting it into it to get it off the ground. There was, I And then it was a very short-lived project. It was. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so <clears throat> uh, I started Sons of Flynn, and I wanted something new, and, and it wasn't too... It, it wasn't about working with people I've, I've worked with. It was about starting something completely fresh and new. And um, so uh, I never worked with uh, Barry before and uh, a couple others. We had um, and Michael and we had... Paul as well. Paul as well. And, and we started this band. We, we rehearsed and it was great. We had, it was a good vibe. We, we got together. But um, we were always rehearsing. It was really, really... We had a show coming up as well. We, we, we booked a show and all this music started coming out. And it was going really good. Uh, but it was really hard rehearsal. It was, a, it was a big rehearsal thing. And it wasn't until the lockdown, actually, that I'm sure we'll probably get onto lockdown anyway, no, but there, there, were, there was a whole reflective thing in that period where I started writing differently to what that was happening before. Sons of Fun was quite stressed. I was trying to get songs out and I was trying to do it. And um, there was... I just needed to work with people that I'd worked with for years. You underestimate it, the people you work with for, for many years and how instantaneous that was. And that's not to do with any of the boys' ability. That was just because I worked with guys yeah. for 20 years and then all of a sudden it, it was really... Um, there was something not... wasn't missing, it was there, but it was... There was... It, it, I don't know, there was just something not quite right. The thing... The the music that you produced with Sons of Flynn was brilliant. Because mm. you know, I remember coming to see you at uh, the venue mm -hmm. um, when you had your first um, night at the venue. And it was, it was a whole band night that was there. It was yourselves, it was Chasing the Train, it was mm. other things as well. Um, and it was great. But from my honest perspective, you never seemed totally grant comfortable on the stage. No. You know? And that's nothing to do with the abilities of the boys. <laughs> it was just... No, I think... Ah, you work, if you work with a lot of people your entire life, everybody knows they're kind of... It takes, it, it takes a long time. That's why I underestimate it. takes a long time to be a band and have everybody's backs. That, that takes a... Uh, that was happening gradually through my life without me knowing it. Do you see what I mean? So I was doing this stuff. And I was, like, I was just always cautious that something could go wrong. Yeah. I was always... Oh, how? Oh, I don't know if this is going to actually happen, you know. I just always had that in the back of my mind when I was playing, so I wasn't overly comfortable. I felt a bit on edge. See, and, and, and I can actually really relate to that because, as, as you know, I, I was in a band prior to lockdown, and I'm not now. I'm kind of out of my own at the moment because we lost a member of the band during lockdown because I had lost him to cancer. And the thought of trying to replace that person and the support that that person gave us, it's not possible. Mm. You know, so as a band, I don't think we'll ever get back together with those boys because it just wouldn't feel right replacing them, mm -hmm. you know? Because as you say, it's like a support, it's like a comfort level, you know? So, yeah, I could totally see where it comes from with mm -hmm. that. So, why don't we have another song? Mm -hmm. Then we shall field some questions from the assembled audience, if anybody has any. And it can be anybody, Fergus. Uh, you can ask a question that Grant doesn't want you to ask, uh, but please mind that Beth is in the room. Uh, so what are we going to have now, Grant? This is called Never Run Back. It, it happened um, 
on the second day lockdown thing, where we thought we could get back in the studio, but we couldn't, so a lot of it had to be done online. So we're sending in tracks and trying to finish this track off. And it's called, um, I did say it was called Never Run Back, didn't I? Yeah, so you did, yeah. Sat on the roof, watched the night sky. You like the moon's crescent, cause the moon never lies. Bottled your teeth and threw them out on the rain. You had a fool heart to give, but I'll take half to hold you this way. And if you walk in heaven, you'll never run back. Said you'd be an angel But what if I don't Why that Give you all of my kisses Honey, let's make a pact He said you'd be an angel But I'm not ready for that The pill you made out of bootstraps and love for me to fall in. You cross stitches calling. In the end, we rise and want the little things again. But if you walk in heaven, you never run back. Said you'd be an angel. What if I don't want that? Give you all of my kisses. Honey, let's make a pact. Said you'd be an angel, but I'm not ready for that. instant regret talking about losing a band member and for him to play that and I just <laughs> sat there going mm -hmm. wow I think also everything that's happened over the past 
few days with the nations in mourning. That's quite a, a strong song at the moment. I think mm. everybody can relate to. I think everybody can relate to it anyway, especially with the past couple of years. Yeah, I think it was quite. Oh. I think it was. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily, you know, wrote about specifically in lockdown, but there was yeah. a lot, of, a lot of stuff going on. So you can't help but be affected by that. So it was a kind of a song about that. It, it works. It definitely, it definitely works. Ross, could you raise the, the house lights ever so slightly, please, so we can see our lovely audience for a minute, please. No, is the answer. Okay. Oh, there you are. Not that much. That's enough. <clears throat> so, um, if, anybody, if anybody has any questions at this point, we'd love to, to field them from you. Oh, it's like being back at school. Raise your hand in the air and we'll, we'll, someone's keen. Someone is keen. She's got all the questions. Yeah. <laughs> okay, madam. So if you'd like to, do you want to stand or do you want to get your comfortable sitting? No, I'm quite comfortable. Okay. Have you ever applied to be on one of these TV talent shows, like The Boys? Or the TV talent shows? Yes. Um, yeah. If you have, how did you go on? And if you didn't, why not? Did everybody catch that? Yeah, it's fine. Uh, so that's quite interesting. I, I, um... I think there's a there's a point about being an artist or, or a musician and a writer, and and just that show, them shows just I understand them I, I get it it's the story and it's the lift and all these things but it just never really tickled me. There there was a point actually I got a a contact um, through one of the circus performers in La Hagas and he knew a manager an A manager and she knew all the producers in that show. And um, I got an opportunity to go straight through to um, you, 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 the whole line thing doesn't exist. You don't wait in lines. So, so they, they, they look for people that are musicians and they put these things forward. I think most people kind of know about that. So you get straight through to a, a panel of people in front of no cameras and then they send that to the judges and say, you need to get this guy. That's how that kind of works. That's why you get some really cool people in that show or they just say it's not for you and it was it was just there it was in the palm of my hands to sort of do it and I just didn't do it and I, I knew it was right like you know it was a great opportunity um, because I would do it to be famous and I don't think that's necessarily the, the right thing because because fame is just a lot of people knowing who you are so it, it, if you can just do what you do, but have your own integrity and, and do that. And, and naturally, I'd rather do it to a way that you find out, oh, Christ, it turns out I'm famous. I'd rather get to that point, oh, Christ, I didn't know that. You know, you want to kind of spread your music naturally. And I don't think that was a good medium to ever um, express. I would go back to the, the old me where I was just being someone else. And I didn't, I'd, I'd passed that, I think. I didn't want to do it. So, yes, so it was, it's a good question, but no, it's not been for Do you also not find that, that now those, those people that are necessarily, as you say, famous from these programmes are not famous for being singers anymore. They're famous for being presenters on television or, mm. or being on other reality shows within television, like the Celebrity Get Me Out of Here one. I'm a big fan of these, can you tell? <laughs> uh, is Big Brother still on? I think it's coming back, yeah. Right, so, so Big Brother... I, I don't know. But that's what they end up being on, like celebrity ma master chef as well. They don't follow, the, they're no longer on that career path. Yeah. You know, as you say, they found fame and that's it. Uh, and and you, you, you sort of, I've been doing it for such a long time that you just keep on doing it. So it's, it's not like, as people say, it's my dream. 
but they never gigged, <laughs> you know, sort of thing. So I just thought, well, it's not really my thing. Madam at the back, blending in very nicely with her white jumper to the radiator. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, actually, it's, it's, it's a, how did you get a coffee, by the way? I'm not, I'm not deferring the question. Uh, Do you want a coffee? I'd love one, actually. It's great. Is James still there? Um, it's okay. It's okay. Don't worry about okay, it. Okay, I'll get you a coffee. Um, the, um, uh, I, I, that question has burned me for so many years. It, it's a, it's a, because it's, it's a weird profession where you can be really great at something and, and it's, it never feels quite good enough. And then you can be in the top of the world, and then the next day you're you're down. It's adrenaline, and then it's a, a slump, and then adrenaline and a slump. It's a roller coaster ride, so it's hard to have a kind of vision. But I think essentially it's about sustainability. You know, that's the vision. If you can write your music and, and concentrate on one vision, um, as much as I love my life outside doing it and teaching and stuff, being able to write your own music and touring and and, and visiting different people. Um, in many different areas of the world would be that is the dream because then you're getting what you write out to people. So that's the vision. And, and it also is able to look after your family and that's what's important. It's sustainability. I think that's the vision. It's trying, how can you make this work just by itself? So, and that's what I strive for really, to try to do that. So, here I come. <laughs> okay, so uh, did anybody else have a question? Look, yes, yes, madam, this could be, a, a, we won't need a microphone for this one, all right? Trust me. Go for it, Sharon. It's Sharon Harper, there we go. Hand away from your mouth. I'm going to ask you a question about uh, the song that you did. I think it might be the one you just sang, but correct me if I'm wrong, it might be a different one, where Jerry Gordon did the online Big Bang Supper thing. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, so that was the man's a man. Yeah. Was that, was that yeah. Uh, we got asked by the Big Burn Supper, would we? Oh, bloody hell, this is unbelievably kind. It's very hot. Could you cool it down? I'm only joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'll not be able to drink that the entire set. We'll, we'll, we'll look at. Do you take sugar? Uh, no, it's just fine. It's oh, great. Okay. Thank you. I'm not there. Burn. Um, aye, that was really cool. We got asked by the Big Burn Supper. I think with the relationship we've had in the past. And we've done a man's a man, we've done a rocked up version of it. If anybody's heard it, it's a kind of like, Dana, if poverty. That, it's kind of punk, it's, it's got a punk vibe to it. And uh, it, was, it was really cool. We got to record it at Circa 16. We recorded it, we recorded it on the day, and then we went to film it that day. So we recorded it in the morning, and then went off to the. Um, the, the yeah, go, go, what is it? Gasmic. Orgasmic. It's gasmic. The orgasmic garden of population. Oh. <laughs> Give me the what? coffee back. You know, you know what gardens I'm talking about. You know what gardens the ga I'm talking The gardens about. of cosmic. The gardens of okay. speculation. <laughs> Shit. It's because of these lights. 
Ah, yeah, you're it, it, was, it was amazing. Funnily enough, uh, um, I don't know how much I'm supposed well, I won't say anything about it, I suppose, but they, 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 I think they'd originally seen that film and I, I'd done a couple uh, comedy moments in it, and uh, I think originally they thought it would be taken down, but then they put it back up because they realised the spirit, because I think they, it's quite a special place, actually, and they wanted to kind of intact that, but I think they got the whole culture connection in Rabi, so it was great. I, I loved doing that one. It was a, a fantastic thing. Any more for any more? Beth, do you want to ask you any questions? Because now's your time. Did you do that song for <laughs> uh, No, I can't remember the bloody lyrics. <laughs> because, because there's about six verses and they're all... Uh, long. Um, I don't know if I could... Uh, is it a poverty? No. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it, honestly. I never know it. I ha have to relearn it every time. I'm sorry about that. I can't do it. So does anybody else have... Yeah, I know everyone's pointing at her. I can see I'm waiting for her to, to speak. Do you want to stand up? Yes, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yes, yes. This what's is her, one of my students, guys. This is Tess. What's her name? Tess, stand up for us. Stand up for us, Tess. There we go. There we go. Tess, you have a question for... No, I was just going to ask, what do you see yourself doing next? What? Oh, that's a good question. Yes. Um, Poof. <laughs> Pretty much doing what I'm doing now. I'm really. Uh, this is quite a good place to be in. Um, doing the music and with a good team. I've I've got a great team, and and everything's connected with that right now. The family, my team, everything's pushing forward. So we're recording. We've recorded a, a single. I'm going to announce that actually tonight. We're going to announce that single release tonight, which is cool. So can I just point out? Sorry, sorry. Stop, stop, stop. Don't make a noise. So later on, when he announces a sing single, look shocked and sound surprised. Right? Thank you. Right. He doesn't get how this works, but it's fine. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We'll falsify it. So there we, uh, yeah, and I, I think what I'm going to do is enjoy, enjoy being a prospector and just enjoy finding little little pockets of gold and, and, and just keep on doing that. And I think not to put too much, um, you've got to kind of keep the steam going because you're, you're against a, a company music industry that's spending billions on their artists and you know they're, they're feeding it all the time and radio stations are getting 60 grand to put on, you know, well I'm, I'm speculating but you know what I mean it's, it's a money thing isn't it it's, it's, it's pushing pushing so we've just got to keep on gigging um, we're planning a little a, a little set of gigs now hopefully for the end of the year one in Glasgow in the borders and we'll try to get another one here for next year a big one um, so we'll just keep on gigging and writing and recording and then uh, bringing in a wee budget and then going back to the studio and bringing in a budget and going back to the studio and selling some merch and, um, and that's what we're going to do and kind of, and I just enjoy it. We're all enjoying it actually. So, so keep, well, I'm going to keep on enjoying life, which is nice. Good. Neil, did you have something to ask? Yeah, I was just going to ask. Stand up, big voice, please. I was just oh. going to ask, uh, who came up with the idea of bringing out COVID? Like, people COVID? Oh, the, gar the garden gigs. So everybody hear that? So during COVID, um, Grant used to go around and do garden gigs. And Neil's question is, whose idea was that? And how did it come to fruition? Uh, DG Arts, the, the local arts company, well, for home, yeah. DG, they, they sent out commissions to people um, for, for ideas, uh, for gigging or art or whatever else, because you were at home. And of course, there was no gigs, so you, you, you take these opportunities. And I, I says, I, I, I looked at everything to try play live. And the only thing that was available was people were having get-togethers in gardens. I was like, well, that makes sense. There's, there's, 
It was trying to find every opportunity to perform. By that point, you could have like 15 people in your garden. We put these garden gigs out, and then eventually um, they they cut that as well. They went down to two people. So I was I was performing. This was it was really funny because what people started to do. I, I would perform in front of two people in a garden, but then other people would just stand at their fence <laughs> as if they were walking by. Like everybody stuck to it, but it, it, they were cutely trying and looking over garden walls, like, what's going on there? You know, it's a wee gig. Um, and it was, it was just a way to perform and, and still keep going. Um, it, 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 was, it was fine. You know, it was good. It was good fun, actually. There was not a wet... Well, there was one windy, wet day where the gazebo nearly flied away, but anyway. Thank you, Neil. Madam. Yes. It's talking to me, Grant. It's talking to me. It's talking to me. All right. It's, it's about me now. I'm actually... <laughs> Listen, I don't blend in with the radiator. I'm all right. Um, I, uh, I'm, um, I'm going to field this one first, if that's all right. Yep. Right. So the idea, Ross and I, the idea behind this is getting back to gigging is so important for Ross and I, especially, and also because we've got lots of friends that are musicians. Uh, and I'm very lucky to have good friends that are good musicians, and good friends that are also musicians. Um, so to get this sort of thing together, the whole idea was not just to promote the artist's music, it was to promote the artist, the story behind them. So the idea of us doing it in here is, is it's just a small, it's a living room session just for us. But as you can see, there's cameras around, so we're filming it all as well. We're going to put it out on Twitch, on our stream channel there. We're going to put it out on YouTube as, as well. So you'll all be involved in that at some point as well. So mm. somebody will hear me slagging you off for being a radiator. But, you know, <laughs> I make no apologies for that. And this is the way that it's going to be, because we want to keep it like this. You know, I've missed music so much during lockdown. I worked every day of lockdown, as is well known. Um, so doing this to me is, is vitally important. And I think to an artist as well, it's a different view of how to do a gig. Mm. Uh, this, is, uh, this is new to me, so mm. it's, just, it's a nice... It is nice being able to speak, actually. Never come. I never knew how this was going to go. <laughs> is it going all right? <laughs> is it right? Yeah, yeah, good, good. Oh. <laughs> okay, four people think <laughs> it's going okay. <laughs> that's, <laughs> nice, that's nice. Um, so... Yeah, nice. But yeah, I think that this is the way to get artists out there now, especially in the digital age. You know, because money's tight. For everybody. So if we can help by doing this, where some lovely people like yourselves come along, but we can put it out to the wider world as well. Yeah, it's, it's nice to have consistency, you know what I mean? So they say, because the social media thing's a massive thing and I'm not great at it. Although no, Tess was trying to help me out in TikTok, weren't you? And, and, and we moosies, like, why do this and hashtag and all this stuff? And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, uh, so, so it, it, the, and you, you want to kind of show your social media to do positive things. It's not just like, you know, the same old stuff. So I find that really hard keeping a, a feed, because we're always up to stuff, but you're just trying to 
constantly feed it to people. And it, on, on Facebook and stuff like that, it only gets out to a proportion of people as well. Facebook have got that totally covered now, you know, where you've, you, it, it gets seen in front of 50 people instead of your fan base. So yeah. um, they're, they're squeezing everything you can do organically and on grassroots level, you know, so it's really harder. It's even harder for the guys on grassroots level now to get um, anything seen. Um, but we do our best. But on, on that level, I have to say that um, I messaged you once when we announced this. Ross and I were, were talking about it and we were in a chat and Rona knew this as well and James was in the bar, that when we put this out, we do become rather anal about it and we tend to check the insights on social media as much as possible. Thanks, Ross. Ross, stop talking to my ear. That's just rude. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to change the word away from anal because that didn't go down well with my sound guy, apparently. Um, so, we check the insights. <laughs> Who invited the Simpsons character on the front row? <laughs> so, um, and I messaged you, I think I, t I think I told you what our insights were. Within the first few days, it was 10,500 views on it. And I'm like, that's impressive. Why have we only got 200 followers on the page? Oh, and it's, it's that sort of thing. It's a, oh, yeah, it's yeah, a like you can put algorithm. a song out there and you get... I've done a well amount of time during the lockdown with um, Claire Hastings. I love it. That's what I was going to come yeah. next. We've we done a well amount of time through something. And uh, I've never met Claire. We've we done it separately. She's done it in Glasgow, I've done it here. I met her once at a, a phage thing. Uh, and we've done this thing and it had something like... What is it? 60,000 views. But it doesn't convert to your page. You, you see what I mean? It's quite tricky. It's quite tricky. So people are, you see loads of these things and people are loving this because she's got a gorgeous voice, you know, and, uh, but it doesn't convert. It doesn't tr treacle. So I don't know. I don't know how it, I don't know, I don't know how it happens, you know, so it's just a mystery. So the moral of the story of that is when you all go home tonight, make sure you're following Grant and make sure you're following the living room sessions. All right, because that way everything will trickle down and it'll all go out. So is there any more questions before we make Grant pick up a guitar again? That's fine, Ross, lights out. Grant, it's guitar. Smooth, smooth. <laughs> it, is, it is hot in here, isn't it? Well, Fergus, go and get some brochures and fan your good lady, please. All right. And while you're at it, peel our grapes. Uh, so um, this is uh, called uh, Bow and Arrows. I get to come back every now and again, and um, if I write something, and uh, Beth loves this song, and because I, 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 I teach kids, I've done a workshop um, teaching drums. Not as good as Fergus, right? But uh, like a basic sort of beat, bumps, bumps, you know, things. It was at a workshop, and um, this lassie came in. These some of the kids fall outside the curricular system, and um, so they don't get the opportunities sometimes. And this girl was kind of a, a really a, um, low self-esteem, like you know, uh, and and I says to her, she was just sort of sitting there. I was like, do you want to play the drums? And she's like, no. <laughs> so, so, I says, I says, uh, give it a go because it's. Um, I says, and if you didn't do it, it doesn't matter again. Uh, so she started on the hi hat and she's t -t 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 perfect beat, you know. And then she started on the kick drum, and then she is that right, Ferg? <laughs> He's like, <laughs> I wouldn't do it like that, like. And it's on the third beat, she got the snare, and within thirty seconds, this lassie had a beat. You could just see her. And that's what's great about music, is she was just transformed by it. I 
says, you, I said, you should do this. But I had to watch my compliments. Do you know when someone's a bit, you can't spend just any old compliment. You've got to really mean it. And I says, you're really good. You know, you've got a good, she did. She had a really good feeling. And this drum kit was out of tune and she was good. And, because uh, I couldn't tune it, <laughs> right? And um, I said, come back tomorrow and uh, you should play again. And I was taking my wee boy to Lockerbie for childcare. And I came back and um, I knew, was, the company knew I was going to be late that day. I was at, at two o'clock instead of one. And I turned up and the girl was there. And she was sort of like, uh, waited till one, she was like 14 years old, she waited until one o'clock. I says, oh, you came back. And she says, yeah, I just wanted to give the drums another go, you know. And um, and she, she's got a lot of heart, you know what I mean? She's, she, not a, you can tell she's not the easiest life. So I says, come on, five minutes, let's go blast it out. Because her mum was collecting her. And um, she got on the drums and she just sort of like shut her eyes for like five minutes and just... She just kept on doing this thing and this, this rhythm that kept on going round. And I was just instantly affected by it and just a very, really right on the moment. I just got back home and I was, oh God, I've got to write about that. You know, I just, so I kept this riff that does the same riff all the way through to match her drums. And um, uh, it, it's one of Beth's favorite songs actually. So I'm going to play it. It's called Bone Arrows. And it's about the drummer girl. Bet you love these streets, kid If I have ever known Graffiti on the walkways Make you feel you're at home Bone arrows In a river of rust You're fighting your goal These fields of stone I bet you hate these heartaches Keeping you from touch Cause betting on the mountain too much time on the heart He didn't know which way to start Bone arrows In a river of rust You're fighting your ghost Bone arrows Gotta do what you must In these fields of stone Bet you love these beats, kid Keep you from driving up the walls I know you've got a secret That you don't have to tell it No, no, no More 
do what you must in these fields of stone It's been on the mountains It's been on the mountains It's been on the mountains Once again, thank you very much for listening to the LRS podcast with myself, Ali Donahue, and we'll be back with you very, very soon. Don't forget, you can follow us on all our socials, starting off at our website, cimvmedia.com, then going across to our Facebook page, Living Room Sessions Scott, and Instagram is Living.Room Sessions. Well done, you got there in the end. Woo! Take care.